0: Adjust uh your dials as they'd say back in the day. Uh this isn't the full tilt dynasty podcast. This is still the walkable, but uh the way they said Zeke lining up at fullback was so good I had to use it twice. Uh I loved it so much. We got uh we got Nippon over here. What up, yo? Dynasty Vipers representing already early. Look, I'm your host with the most hominous hands, Tom Simple FF. And of course, to my right on the screen here, I guess to my left, to your right. Is my mate around the world over there? It's Tom underscore Lee 92 back at it over there in Aussie land. Uh, coming back in at you from tomorrow. You're muted, Tom Lee coming in here. Uh, all worked it, up. That's what you want.
1: Uh, so, yeah, yeah. No mic, that's good. These,
0: these rookies over here. All right, look, obviously, huge weekend. We want to thank everyone for tuning in, everyone for hopping on. And hanging out with us tonight, we're going to do a little bit of instant reaction from Monday. And let me tell you, <laughs> my immediate reactions weren't great.
1: Great game, um, wasn't it, Tom? Scoop.
0: It was a fun game. Yeah, it was also heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I hope everyone had a great time. I hope everyone made a bunch of money. Hopefully everyone listened to No Free Squares with Jacob on Saturday and help themselves make some money. And of course, there's other fantastic DFS content, but no free squares is every Saturday night with Jacob here on the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast Network. So he's going to be bringing that to you every week. We're going to be bringing as much content as we can. I know there's a ton out there. So happy you're here with us. And today, like we do, we're going to talk about true value. There's a couple of players that popped off this weekend that fit our off-season process to a literal T. And That's no, it. it is not T. Higgins. It's not a bad T. Higgins joke. <laughs> I I was hoping he would have actually. T. Higgins was actually a big disappointment for me this week. Uh, not a big. Di- it's hard to say big disappointment in a game it's been like harsh. that. Yeah. But um, I did not expect the 29 carries for Joe Mixon. That was not. In, In what was a neutral game script? Outcome, yeah. yeah. The Vikings looked rough, mm. they almost look like a team you want to attack now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Zimmer. I don't know if Zimmer's defensive genius is gonna last through the season, if you know what I mean. Um, but look, we don't want to start a show like that. We like to start off the show with a little thing called Do We Care? Um, and look, what this is, it's this kind of fits a little bit more. Uh, on the Friday show, but this is like uh, a real quick. Do we care? A lot of news comes out every. We're going to wrap
1: things up from the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot. Like it's it's Tuesday, Wednesday for Tom Lee, and you've already seen a hundred tweets about uh, Mitchell. You've seen, I've seen primers and previews and waiver wires and all this stuff come up already. So we're not going to sit here and drill you about. You know what the big news is and what the implications are. That's not what we're here for, personally. There's a lot of great people out in the Twitterverse and on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else that'll give you that. But we do like to just kind of let us know if we care. as more casual read through. So look, Moster is now yeah. out for the entire year. I didn't <sighs> even know this. Tom Lee filled me in on this. Yeah, uh, he said he's done for the entire year. And look. Yes, Mitchell had a big game, and Sermon had the has the the draft capital, and Hasty was a receiving back. But Wilson's going to come and mess everybody's entire <laughs> process up, whether you like it or not. So I don't really care that Mostert's done for the year. I didn't expect him to be the back all year, yeah. Just talent wise and staying healthy. So this is just this doesn't change my process and my views on any of the other running backs in San Francisco, it just kind of expedites the process. Yeah. It just keeps chatting on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know we, I know we feel the same way, uh, with that. And also that, um, you know, Raheem Mostert to look really good in Houston next year as one of the five free agent running backs. They bring in. Yeah. The top um, 30 over
1: 30.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. um, top 30 over 30 oh my god uh what else do we have uh pop by there tom Lee? it's Matthew. all sadness on the news isn't it so i mean fitzpatrick it is, it is today. he's
1: he's subluxed the hip um that's, so i mean we're gonna get into the we're getting into the night breakdown later on right but it's a rough one um for any of those people hoping that terry's ceiling got one, massively high because of it or something one, like that so yeah
0: one last ride for fitz and it mm. seems to be done uh, I don't remember where I heard it. Might have been on that horrific NFL radio. And you know what? I'm going to add something that shits me to tears this week. Because, boy, was I hot about it yesterday. Um, but this is apparently was similar, uh, just a little, like, similar, but not as bad as what Tua had. So for me, Correct. an yeah. quarterback it's rough. I had the Washington football team pegged as my uh, Super Bowl team this year. <clears throat> On the week one prediction show. I'm gonna stick with it because I'm stubborn. I'm not gonna take the out. Well, and that defense um, is still like Heineke, really, so. really good.
1: So
0: yeah. Trent yeah. Dilfer won a Super Bowl. All right. I think Heineke can <laughs> manufacture it. Um what else we got? Jerry Judy on IR. That really sucks. Yeah. It's high ankle. I'm not trusting him for the rest of the year. Not he's just even when he's healthy, yeah, until I see him come back.
1: Gotta wait another year I'm, on that I'm, breakout. You're not
0: gonna fool me with this NFL, they not this year. <laughs> not the oh, he's healthy on the high ankle sprain, two routes. Yeah, it's all healed. Nope. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out until I see it. Uh, I'll probably wait three or four weeks, week 12 maybe, before I put him back in. And I'm the worst bit is we
1: know we know route runners struggle more with high ankle sprains as well because changing the direction is, is key. Um, straight yeah. line, long distance runners, it, it's the starting and stopping with the syndesmosis injuries that causes the most pain. So it's going to be even bigger, and they're going to be more cautious and, and take the longer approach with him anyway.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, in that division, where are they going to finish third? Right. Fourth, they're going to rush him <laughs> back. I don't know. It's going to be a weird – it really sucks for him, right? Because he looked good in that game. He did, yeah. Yeah. Big hopes. But, hey, maybe now Sutton maybe he gets a bump. I don't know. Um, Look – or week one takeaways is what we want to get into at the end of this. Do we give a shit? And also check out Big Billy's reviews. I know it was a day late. We we're working it in. That's the fourth show on the on the uh on the schedule for the Full Tail Dynasty Podcast Network. Uh it's real quick, 20 minutes. He just does a quick breakdown review it's of, not sort of wrap up of, yeah. of what happened over the weekend. It's real quick. And uh Billy does a great job. Ooh, you should also be following at Big Billy FF. Uh look, I I just want to talk about this. I want to talk about how tight the running back field is. Um, I Watching the games, uh, from what I've been able to catch so far, I had a baseball tournament all weekend, so like... <laughs> You're still I catching up on everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the running back field is not... Look, some really amazing players who are going to be good did not look very good. Mm-hmm. And there's something about this year it's already, especially with the injuries it's, it's creeping in to be one of um, a more wide receiver heavy fantasy season. I think. Yeah. I think that the, the, the running backs mm. fucking seven through 22 are going to be kind of nightmarish all season. So I think a that's the thing. I think we, we're going to see so
1: much variation amongst running back rankings, especially in dynasty. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like not only is, like you said, the, the RB room tight, but that leaves itself wide open for a bunch of different takes, and um, we really haven't seen that for, for a while. It's always been consistent, especially in the top 12, but now there's a, a hell of an opportunity in that back end of the top 12 um, for a lot of guys to slide in and up, which is kind of cool. I mean, that, that's what makes Dynasty so exciting.
0: Yeah, it's it's there's going to be lots of opportunities to pick up different players that maybe <laughs> wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I know there was chatter about picking up Mark Ingram because he had 26 carries. Yeah. What? I What yeah, happened there? Just <laughs> Yeah, and and the other one here is that there's plenty to play out. There's plenty of season to go. Week 1 shouldn't be your affirmation of a take. It shouldn't be the death of another one, right? Unless it's real egregious. Like, yeah, unless they uh, Carson, Wentz a, Carson Wentz will be a top-12 quarterback. That's probably out the window, right? They just don't have the pass catchers there. Yeah. But, like, oh, Jonathan Taylor won't do anything now because Naeem Hines signed a contract. Six catches. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> it, it's not like he's not going to do well, right? Yeah, it's Self-credit, not that he lost his and... talent
1: because Hines signed a contract. Yeah.
0: Don't freak out. He can still catch 35, 40 passes in a season. I know I tweeted. In a heavy run team.
1: Yeah. If
0: he averages three more catches per game the rest of the way, which is definitely possible on that team, uh, he's going to finish with over 52 catches on the year. I mean, got to think he rushes for what, 1,100 yards staying healthy? 1,200. So what, 1,600, 1,650 total yards, 10, 11 plus touchdowns? Come on. It's money. Yep. What are, the, what are we panicking about here? <laughs> it just don't let week one make or break you, okay? Lots to play out, like you said. Anything else you want to hit before we go? No, sounds good. All right, so we're going to take a quick second. When we come back, uh, we're going to do our Aussie salute, our shits me to tears, and then we're going to get into some of the fun stuff. Okay, here we go. All right. This is what we like to do. So it's waivers. Both of them, nah, some of them have run today, but most of them are gonna run tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I have a night.
0: And because of that, uh, we're gonna do our Aussie salute. We're gonna, we're gonna salute <laughs> all those guys that we're gonna wave to them. Look, obviously the big one is Elijah Mitchell. Christian Kirk is not someone I'm going near. Pascal is worth a you know, a look if you need a wide He's there. Yeah, He sure. did it last year, right? He's just good <clears throat> enough to be annoying, uh, in my opinion. Anyway, Heineke's a big one for me. Yeah. Look, we only talk about Superflex here, and in the off season, I annoyed Tom Lee and Billy and Jacob, and now Maddie, who has joined our team, Maddie B, <laughs> uh, is you know doing all the research that that I can do. Stats guru. Yeah. Right. Uh, Getting better. We love him. But I annoyed these guys to nauseam about how much I hated that the Washington football team even signed Fitzpatrick. And that they might have found a gem in Heineke and at the contract they signed him to. And they should have just rolled with him. And I still believed that. He's mobile. At least that's what he showed in the playoff game where he almost took down Super Bowl, soon to be Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. He competed, played hard. Uh, there's something to say about those guys that come in. They're like the Juco guys that go into yeah. college games. It's got a little something. Different... Yeah. Right. It's going to lead into a little something for later. But hmm. I like Heineke. I'm bidding a lot in Superflex leagues that I hedged my bets and didn't take him. I think that's what it comes down day. to.
1: So, so that's what I wanted to talk about pretty much. The rest of the waivers, like you said, they are what they are. Pick up Mitchell if he's there. Um, right. Look at the wide receivers if you want we to put a zero dollar bid. But how how much are you spending on Heineke, who is available in most leagues? So percentage wise.
0: So in a super flex, I'm probably spending thirty to thirty five percent. Yeah. Pretty. pretty do you think? Do you think that gets him that down. might even be low? Yeah. Because it's still the, a starting quarterback. Yeah. Especially for super flex, especially if you're someone like me, that when they're doing startups, especially likes to live on the edge of one to two quarterbacks <laughs> with, on the roster, yeah. right? I said I was going to let it go on the episode with Sam Wagman, but I I, I kind of let it go. <laughs> I didn't lie. totally follow through, but I tried my best. I tried, sure, but it didn't yeah. necessarily work out. But for someone like me who likes to toe the line with quarterbacks, it can be dangerous because, as I always like to say, if you're missing or needing a quarterback in Superflex, staple a post-it note to your forehead and say, yeah. kick me on it because you're not going to get one at cheap. This is your opportunity. What's well, 35, you know, if, yeah. you, if your budget's $100, what's 35 fab to you on your season for a starting quarterback? So Someone's going to charge you about, a first-round right? pick for Ben yeah. Roethlisberger. Just, just spend the fab and take the chance. Extremely to Lamar, Yeah, Lamar Jackson, uh, right, had 18 points. That was it. He was good for quarterback 22. Right. If if you have a guy like Heineke, you don't think you can put up a, a sixty-yard rushing, two hundred and twenty-yard game, passing and touchdown, yeah. and and give you that for thirty-five percent of your fab? Of course he can. Mm-hmm. Of course he can. So yeah, that's that's for me. And then there's Tim Patrick. Yeah. Um, balled out last year. When he had the chance. Uh Could do it again. He's, you know. Yeah. Gotta suspect he's he's in for targets. I think the No Judy thing bumps, um, Noah Phantom Fan a little bit sure. more. Yeah, Okay. That's so gonna do it for our waivers. I think. Anything else? I don't think so. No.
1: I think that the key takeaway from a from a dynasty strategy strategy point of view.
0: Oh, Tom Lee's uh, fantastical internet connections around the world can make it a little bit challenging um i hope you're all seeing this right now the look on his face
1: tom i'm gonna
0: clip this huh we're back yes what's
1: up buddy this is good this is well Um, did i
0: did i go away or did you go no i
1: I think australia got ahead of itself yeah that's what i was thinking
0: too anything you want to add before we get out of here So
1: so the last thing I was going to say is like from a dynasty approach point of view, if you are going to use your waivers and you're not sure who to put priority on or who to put more fab on, realistically, our approach is about value and adding value to the roster. So prioritize the positions that are going to get you some return. So running backs and quarterbacks, I'd be happy spending up a lot on fab, especially early days on them because tilt is in full swing right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're picking up Heineke and you're turning that straight into a second you know, that's easily just adding value for what would be fab. So that's just the, the smart process move at the moment. That's what I'd be aiming to do.
0: 100%. So those are the waiver calls that, that uh, where we're at with them again, there's so many great resources out there to get you the waiver wire info. Just a little quick break from us and why I love Tyler Heineke so much, <laughs> but here comes the big one. Look, every week there's something that drives us nuts. There's a reason the show is called Full Tilt because something is always there to drive us nuts. And if you would listen to the off season, we were introducing Aussie slangs, which you do every week. Uh, shits me to tears is one that's stuck, and it's just something that drives us crazy. And we're gonna hit on two. I'm gonna start with one. They're both gonna be quicker because we're gonna do two. We're gonna start yeah. with one. Victory lapping and overreactions to week one drives me mental it makes me crazy. Yep. Um I have seen trades today made um because
2: I made one <laughs> Why? Today. I yeah. made
0: I made one today. <laughs> this is an example. I traded Derrick Henry away and I got Antonio Gibson back straight up. Antonio Gibson didn't ball out I want the name and I just okay I'm fine with that you're still, overreacting yeah. to to point totals at the end of the day. And Derek Henry didn't exactly have himself a balled out game, but he has the name. And if you're overreacting to what your favorite player did and didn't do, and you're even Ezekiel Elliott, who I'm <laughs> I trashed all Thursday night. And we're yeah, not going to spend
1: 10 minutes talking about him, but yeah. I'm
0: not going to talk about Zeke again, but like even myself, who has a few shares left. I'm not running as fast as I can to trade him away. Yeah. That's still not how you um maintain your true value throughout the yeah. entirety of a season. Because someone had a bad in game moving
1: away. Just, yeah, just move yeah. on.
0: And like what what do we say? The running back field is slimmer this year. At least it feels that mm-hmm. way. It's starting to get that vibe. There's injuries, you know, uh, running backs got off to slow starts in week one. You're not going out and moving Aaron Jones. For nothing. You're not going out there and moving, you know, Ezekiel Elliott for Leonard Fournette, because Leonard Fournette caught five passes. You're not doing yeah, had six,
1: passes, seven though. targets.
0: Well <laughs> just breathe. Don't overreact. And if a player balled out for you, I'm happy for you. Cool. Yeah. But um week one doesn't uh, hold as much water throughout the rest of the season. Otherwise, Sammy Watkins would be the, the best water every season. <laughs> and the guy damn near almost did it again. Yeah. Last night. So just wait. Okay. It's fun to be excited. It's great to be excited. Careful with those victory laps because like I said, somebody's going to snip you back on it. It's just a long season. That. Mm. It's a very it's a long as one thing the NFL loved to tell us last night was this the longest season ever. Fucking Seven, eight, nine, twelve <laughs> times they said it. We get it. Um, look, and the other one is this: the NFL radio. I'm over it, <laughs> and I know, Tom. Why do you listen? His traffic is brutal, and I want to listen to something. Go do something, yeah. But the, the, Solomon Wilcox's show, I love. You don't gotta. You you don't gotta sit here and tell me that Tory Smith is a great human. I I know. I watched him. I loved him. He won many games against Pittsburgh Forest. He's a fantastic player for Baltimore. Uh, Loved him. And hated him at times. But mostly loved him. Um, But, oh my god, it's brutal. And then, last night on the drive home, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to the radio. Sirius XM. And I'm going to listen to their preview. (laughs) And I heard something I couldn't believe. It almost made me fall over. And I did tweet about it to the eight people that might have seen it and replied. Uh, They said the Ravens offense is really going to have to be determined by how well Le'Veon Bell does. Practice squad, not in the depth chart, not on the standard lineup, Le'Veon Bell. And I just couldn't help but think. You are a million dollar corp, billion dollar enterprise, and no one on your staff googled who was playing tonight and who wasn't. You just went out there, yeah, and it, it it bothered me. It it shat me to tears in the worst way. The whole way home, my face was getting red. The things that they were saying the the Raiders are going to win thirty. to because Le'Veon Bell is going to have to carry the – and I just – and I even remember saying – I remember saying I'm the the paragon of objectivity. I get that the Ravens are going to struggle this year from here on out. I fucking know. But I also know it's not going to be because the stadium – they didn't (laughs) lose that game because the stadium in Vegas was fucking electric. They lost that game – because they got help played at the end of the day. They fumbled the ball. They took penalties. Greg Roman did Greg Roman things. It just shat me to tears. It drove me nuts. I'm happy I got that off my this is like a little uh walkabout therapy session. That's kind of it what is. The, it's kind of what it's about. It's a spiritual journey. Yeah. And now we back. now
1: we build it up. Now we build the excitement back up.
0: Exactly. We got down, now we gave a shit about we, some stuff. Now <laughs> we're moving up. We're gonna talk about we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Monday night game and a couple of things that stuck out. We're going to preview the Thursday night game, and then we're going to we're getting into some other stuff here. So sit tight. We're going to come back. That's what we're going to hop on to. Tom Lee, why don't you walk us through what happened on Monday night? What stuck out to you? on bundan i want to i don't want to hammer this home um, too much but what uh what stuck out to you
1: well the ravens lost so that happened um no what did happen there was a hell of a lot of targets that went to darren waller and i'm talking like an unnecessary amount of targets like you couldn't draw it up that way unless you're playing madden 19 targets real To a tight end. Um, And a very good tight end, but my God, what were they doing? And then at the end of the game, they decided that maybe wide receivers can also catch the ball. Um, Yeah, a lot of interesting things. I mean, like you said, it's week one, so we're not going to change a lot of our opinions. Josh Jacobs was on one foot the whole game. That's something to keep an eye on. Didn't like the look of that. Um, The Ravens are still sorting things out. Like you said, Greg Roman did some Greg Roman things. Um, I liked what I saw from Tyson. I think Latavius Murray fills a hole. I think maybe one of the guys from the practice squad comes up. Um,
0: yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to sure, be Lev Bill,
1: but like it's you know there's going to be a backfield and Lamar looked good. I think that was the main thing I took away from it. Um, you know, and they went on out like in like the a commentary. Fucking superhero! But he looked he looked really really good. Um, his his passes were on point for the most part. Yes, he had the fumble late, but I mean, if you put yourself in that position and you you can't defend.
0: Oh, trust me, we're going to talk like, about it.
1: Yeah, we need to get into it. So, I mean, that, that's a big takeaway. Lamar looked really good. The offense will come together in pieces. Um, and the Raiders, like you said, just outplayed them. Um, I think it would have been a more interesting and fun game had the, the volume been away from Walla early on and spread around. I think we'd be talking about a lot more interesting pieces. But we'll see what happens. I mean, the Ra- the Raiders are just one of those teams that live to annoy and frustrate us as fantasy managers. So, um, yeah, we'll see if there's any trends to come in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, that was a very polite way of putting the game. Uh, the I Ravens are the fucked. Part, so. Yeah, <laughs> they are fucked, and I'll tell you why they're fucked. Uh, they're fucked until they figure out what to do at tackle. Because holy shit! Uh, watching the game, I was almost in disbelief. Like I almost couldn't believe, like what <laughs> I was. I was looking at because every snap. I felt like there was three guys in Lamar Jackson's face every game or every snap of the ball. And what I don't understand, what actually is a little bit um, mind blowing to me is that they didn't just run play action on every play, every play you can run play action and it'll, it'll hold them right. Cause you got to worry about them. Do you want to know how bad the Ravens pass protection was? on the outside. Do you want to hear it? I couldn't believe it. I honestly I want to thank Maddie for going and finding this for me today so I had it on time. Um Alejandro Villanueva's pass blocking rating was 13.4. Ronnie Stanley's was 27.7. Okay? Villanueva had 5 QB hurries allowed. Ronnie Stanley had 8 hurries allowed. Stanley allowed nine quarterback pressures. Villanueva allowed 10 quarterback pressures. Are you fucking joking? (laughs) Are you at like, I like Max Crosby. I tweeted this out today too. I like him. He's a fine player. The Raiders were one of the worst teams in generating sacks last season, and they made Matt Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, a guy who they had on their roster, who had like three sacks for them in the eight games he played, made them look like uh, Chandler Jones, TJ Watt. Yeah, they they made them look like studs, and I'm hoping it's rust, because the offensive line didn't get a lot of snaps in the preseason, and who knows training camp, and Lamar Jackson was out and. But, like, the running back wasn't chipping on the edges. He was looking in.
2: Inside.
0: Yeah. (laughs) When your quarterback is running around like a fucking lunatic, not getting pressure on the inside, Bradley Bozeman, who I shit on a lot. I shit on Bozeman a lot. No sacks allowed, hits, pressures, or hurry-ups. Uh, Very Seidler, good. really good. Zero yeah. sack, zero hits, one quarterback <laughs> pressure in a hurry. Tyree really Phillips good. who got himself hurt. No sacks, hits, pressures, or hurries given up. Ben Powers. Not bad. He came in, filled in pretty well. Two quarterback pressures, one hurry, and a sack allowed Excellent. for a backup. Yeah. Okay. The pressure wasn't on the inside. They're fucked. You're going to go Miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney against, and they rushed Four. I think Gus Bradley blitzed twice that entire game and they got a sack. Of course. Yes. Of course. Uh it was absolutely brutal. We had a we had, we got had a question here. We're gonna get this. Should I trade Montgomery for Najee? Um I man, is this I'm assuming that's a dynasty question, Boss Man? That's be dynasty. Um should I I'm gonna answer it like it's Montgomery dynasty Najee. Uh I mean I wouldn't right now personally I'm the lowest here's the thing I'm the lowest on Najee of the whole group uh Tom Lee knows this but it's not yes. even about that it's that I actually Montgomery cut through the Rams defense really well and he looks good it looks He really looks really good yeah Fantastic um I I wouldn't trade him for Najee right now I'd wait Just wait Maybe Najee blows up. Maybe he doesn't. But right now you have something that's working for you. They're about, oh, it's not Dynasty. Then I would probably stay Pat. Yeah, it's, I think worked, what, long. Yeah. yeah he, that's fine. He, like, I, I would just hold on to Montgomery because we don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is actually better. Like, they look yeah. pretty putrid. Well, in fact, we know weekend.
1: it's not really that good.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where Monty's can get better, even as it is. <laughs> And neutral game script. They handed him the ball. He looked great. He's going to catch passes. He's running. I don't think you have a reason yeah. to move Monty right now. It's nah. season long. I personally would hold on to Montgomery. But
1: yeah, I think you got the better value in Monty in the draft. I think if you took exactly. a really good wide receiver one in that first round and paired it with Monty in the third, um right. I think I think you've had a small win there. I think you hold on to it. Um Naji's uh, what's called yards per run is not going to increase anytime soon, Ooh. and. um
0: because of the Ooh, yeah,
1: I mean, fair enough. Like I understand that's tough, the, the bro. Hesitation. But look,
0: but yeah, happens. now
1: but you've got your asset. You know he's there now. Yep. So um, yeah, he looks really, really
0: Mostert good. instead, rip.
1: Yeah, but again, right? Like oh, process so wise, sorry. yeah. Process wise looks really good, and then all of a sudden,
0: yeah, exactly. one quarter in, you know, stuff. Play up. the matchups. Well, now you know, play your studs. Yeah. Easy. I mean, yeah, that's. But hey, but good
1: good question. Really good. Yeah, I like yep. that.
0: I love it. Appreciate you. Thanks, boss, man. Back to the horrendous offensive line of Baltimore. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to bench Lamar Jackson, but if they don't do something, someone, uh, someone on Twitter was like, Hey, uh, Bateman's going to come back and help them. Sure. He will. Hopefully he can, uh, he can, (laughs) he can pass pro. Yeah. Chipping it and shipping edge or something. Jesus Christ. It was so brutal. I still won by 70. God Uh, damn boss. Oh, we're all good then. Okay. Damn, we need to ask you questions. Yeah. I'm going to be coming, and you let me know where I can ask you. Damn. (laughs) You get him. You run the ship on him. Let's go. No stress. Thank you. Much love to you. I just want to talk about another thing for Lamar Jackson real quick, because that's what that game was. I mean, Hollywood Brown, I think you're looking at four or five targets a game. I think it's going to be fine. I think um, that's going to be the best you're going to see from Sammy Watkins, because that's what he does, and then Bateman's going to show up. Where was Mark Andrews? That was fucking was wretched. That was putrid of a performance. They were covering. They rushed for the whole game and just played cover three. Yep. Like, and I think that's, I think that's going to be it against Baltimore now. Um, but one, is, this is something crazy. Um, Let me just minimize this. Lamar Jackson's passing grade. This is all according to uh, PFF, which we can shit on their rankings and stuff, but their tools are fantastic. His his passing grade was forty-four point five on non-play action pass plays. Forty-four point five. Do you want to know what his play action percentage uh, rank was? Yep. Ninety point one. Ninety point one. Mm. Unfucking believable. Uh his pressure. Uh he was sacked zero times. Time time to throw three point zero four seconds. He had less time. Had the same amount of first downs, right, is brutal. The one thing this is going to do is going to make him scramble more, right? He had six scrambles last night out of his yep. out of his carries. Just the Ravens are in trouble. Um, the Raiders looked fine. Brian Edwards did something late. I rugs is dust. I don't care about him. <laughs> and Josh Jacobs did his thing, where he still managed to be a middling RB two with yeah. two touchdowns. Um, Yeah, but he was hurt. Oh, that's why he stopped running. Oh god.
1: (laughs) Three point four yards per carry, and had a ten plus yard carry in that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. It. Yeah, it. And scored twice. Disgusting. (laughs) And and should have scored a third time. (laughs) I know. I can't. I can't keep talking about the game last night because it's just how. Look, and I know Lamar Jackson missed a few throws. He did. He missed Tyson wide open in the flat. That was a good 12, 14-yard gain. Sure, definitely he did that. Uh, he missed um, Watkins for sure. Hit him right off the hands. It was high. Couldn't do it. Missed Andrews. Uh, tried a really good throw to Oliver in the red zone, in the end zone. That was a really – If good. that were Mahomes, he'd be like, he's the greatest passer of all time. Ever. But it, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But Lamar Jackson's like, oh, he's fucking terrible. Fucking ugh, ugh Feel better you feel better, son gonna, be, gonna be no, <laughs> I feel like terrible right now, but it'll get better. It'll hopefully, dear God. Mm. Um all right. We are going to I'm just so distracted right now about how bad Vilnova was. Oh my god. That's one to watch. That was that was one. the draft plan right there. He arguably I mean, let more, more people through, through than he guys, stopped. No. Don't worry. We got Villanueva 10 fucking pressures I, ugh, ugh, Awful. Um, All right. look every week, every week <laughs> we like to talk about a player that we think has that little bit extra. He's packing some extra heat. And, uh, for that, they are a budgie smuggler of the week. Look, strap your budgies on when you're putting this player into the lineup because you, my friends, have extra confidence week in and week out to strut your stuff in your budgies. See, I'm cracking Tom Lee now. Strap your
1: budgies on.
0: He was not ready for that, but I got him cracking up this I don't time. know what Look. to
1: do with that sentence. Yeah, okay.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, Find everyone, strap your budgies easy. on. Yeah. Strap We're the budgies the on. It's yeah. going to get good. Last week, our Budgie Smuggler of the Week, I picked Jalen Hurts, and I tweeted about Jalen Hurts, how this was the week. No matter what he did this week, it was going to affect how we viewed him moving forward on the season, and I think that that's what happened. He went and that's played right. a pretty bad Atlanta team, but did exactly what we kind of thought he would, but then yeah. some. He made Jalen Rager relevant, caught the touchdown late. Devontae Smith, he balled out. Three touchdowns. And what I really wanted to look at was his non play action statistics because on play action, he was eight of nine with a touchdown. Yep. Fantastic. Adjusted Good. completion, 100%. Amazing. But non play action, 19 to 26. So 73% completion for 191 and two. One on a screen. There's two touchdowns on no screens, but his non-play action grades was 90.6. So 91 His play action um, was uh, 64.1. So that's pocket quarterbacking Mm. from Jalen Hurts. So Mm. that is something that I wanted to see and look at. He did it. He rushed. He didn't go off rushing, but he did enough rushing. And he was a QB one in the week. He should be a locked-in QB1 all year so long as he's – as long as – and they they game-planned for him. They kept it short most of the time, over the middle. And again, he found Smith. They had Gainwell and Sanders just doing business. Boston Scott is toast. But Jalen Hurts with their budgie smuggler last week, and uh, we're going to dive a little deeper for this budgie smuggler. We're getting the extra tight one on, right, because – we want everyone to just see what we're packing. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we need yeah, a budgie have... smuggler
1: sponsorship is what
0: we need. I'm going <laughs> to email him. I'm going to email him. Yep. I'm to this segment. I'm going to get Patrick, uh, our HR alpaca, <laughs> to email budgie smugglers because we need a sponsorship. Look, we're tightening up our budgies going to size down just so everyone can really see that this week we're confident in Tyler Heineke uh, or Taylor Heineke. Um, So
1: confident we call him Tyler.
0: (laughs) I always do that. He looks like a Tyler. It's his nickname. Um, It's
2: Tyler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, we're confident as hell in him running this. The Giants don't scare me as a defense. He's playing to keep his job. I know Cam's out there on the street, and Rivera said they're not bringing anyone in. That means yet. And yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm confident in him. I think that he is good enough to find Terry McLaurin. He's good enough to find Logan Thomas. He's good enough to find Yami Brown. Their offensive line is very good, and the yeah. Giants suck in the defense. He's going to need to game manage this game. That's all he's going to yeah. have to do. He's capable of doing that. If you're picking him off waivers or you got lucky and you had him on your bench already, you can play him if you need to. Injuries, bad matchups, whatever. I'm confident I'm playing him in a few places because of my play style. And uh, <laughs> I'm confident with that because they've got Antonio Gibson and this is a week, um, you know, where Antonio Gibson gets to prove if he is the true bell cow. This is a game where, okay, the quarterback's down. It's a short week. What are we going to do? Lean on our guy. Yeah. Big week for him. But I think this week my budgie smuggler of the week is definitely Heineke.
1: That's it. So for me, my budgie smuggler, the guy I think is packing a little extra heat, comes from your guy, because the heat he's packing is getting thrown by Heineke and it's Logan Thomas. Um, okay. Only the three targets last week, which was the only hesitation I had on this one. Um, but I think with Fitz going down, the offense changing, you've got your running back, which is the quarterback's best friend, but the next best friend has to be the tight end over the middle, the big fella. Red zone threat when they get down there, um, just a standout as far as a talent goes on that offense. You've got McLaurin to take the middle of the field and up the sideline. Jami can do other stuff, but I think, and we saw it last year, the connection with him, like Logan Thomas's big games last year came when Heineke was at quarterback. So mm-hmm. I think their relationship's good. I think you'll lean on him a fair bit. And I think the volume and the, the red zone upside for me makes him a standout outside that top 12 that we assume are going to be there. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think he'll be packing that little bit extra heat that we're looking for every single week in our and start, starting lineups.
0: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Logan Thomas was boring, but you made a good point. Um, yeah, so you know what? Yeah, he is, he is start them. You're playing him whether but, <laughs> you like it or not. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's that's where you're at. Look, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we partnered up with this a great team over there at What's the Spread. Every week they like to go through college football games. Right, and give you a little bit of advantage. Maybe you want to make some money on your Saturday. You're waiting. You need. You're waiting for Sunday. You need a reason. You need a fix. Go check out what's the spread. I'm gonna go throw it over to Dan Star and uh, Andy Star, and they're gonna give you uh, a review of what happened with them in their lead pot, lead pipe locks. But um, sorry, I got distracted. I'm reading a question real quick before we do that. What do you think of my 12 team PPR? I made some trades. Kyler, Najee, Clyde, Hopkins, Ridley, CD, Kittle. Um, Look, just sit back and collect your money at the end of the year. Pretty much. I think you did fantastic. I think it's a great squad. I think it's a top-tier squad.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I think I'm going to butcher your name, but Yiven. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. But, yeah, no, your squad's fantastic. You made some trades, did what you had to do, put together a roster. It's a 12-teamer. Kyler is probably finishing as a QB one or two. Possibly the MVP. Great squad. Like I said, we're going to do the two-minute drill, so we're going to be back in about a minute and a half. Uh, They're going to review their What's the Spread lead pipe locks from this weekend.
2: This is What's the Spread? Two-minute drill powered by Full Tilt Dynasty. I'm Dan Starr. Joining me is Andy Starr. We gave you our lead pipe locks of the week last week in the Big Ten Starting off, I had Maryland, negative 45. They absolutely mollywopped the Bison from Howard. Uh, It was 63-0 final. Talia finished with 274 total yards. He was 22 of 27 with three touchdowns. Four different running backs scored for the Terps with a rushing TD. They held the the Bison to 0-11 on third down, only eight first downs and 146 total yards easiest lead pipe block of the week of the season that we'll get. Andy, how'd you do? Oof, it was another rough one for me, but listen, all the information I gave you was good. It just didn't work out. Uh, Nebraska ended up beating Buffalo 28-3, Buffalo to three, so Buffalo did not cover that 13 and a half point spread. Listen, they gave up three big plays of 65 or more yards that ended up being touchdowns. And Adrian Peterson didn't turn the ball over for the second time, second game in a row, which surely means the Rapture is coming. This isn't going to be the Nebraska that we're going to be seeing throughout the year, but hey, they proved me wrong two weeks in a row, so I'm going to lay off of them from now on. But unfortunately, all I can do now is lick my wounds and try again next week. We learn from our mistakes, and those Huskers, they got a big game this week against Oklahoma. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, look for us next week. We'll get those lead pipe locks at back at you on Friday. This is What's the Spread? <laughs>
0: Poor Andy, bro. It's two weeks in a row. I know. You better get to the same, guys. <laughs> man. Hey, we're going to have to start keeping an eye on the other Tug of Viola out there. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, as Dan said, molly whopping. Team. Yeah, yeah. there's one teams. for you. Molly Whopping. <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's 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 Heartland USA right there. That's straight I love fire
1: it. from the boys again. I love that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to hear what their lead pipe blocks are gonna be Friday. I'm gonna make some bets. I'm just gonna keep listening to Dan. Andy, you're letting <laughs> me down. <laughs> I'll ride you I'm later. Andy, shit it's together. Fine. Yeah, hey, at least just Dan away from Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Remember last week, Dan just oh, hung oh, out man. to dry. Oh, so, man. just
1: so content.
0: <laughs> you're pro- trust the process. Uh, Brother. Andy, you're going to be <laughs> fine, Andy. Trust me. Look, uh, we're going to do real quick, uh, just quick thoughts on the game for Thursday. Uh, we're going to do this foot, foot Falcon Friday. It'll be Friday for Tom Lee. So we're going to do Foot That's Falcon it. Friday. I'm going to walk you through it.
1: like the Exactly.
0: Uh, quick thoughts. What do you, I want a prediction of the score and the MVP of the game.
1: I'm going to go 24 to 13 for Washington for me. Um, okay. Heineke gets a win. Uh, I think you'll get a rushing touchdown or two from Gibson, a passing touchdown or two from Heineke. Um, man, that Giants offense, like Saquon will work in a bit more. Sterling Shepard balled out. They're I figuring out how can... to throw to goal a day. Like, yeah. That, man, that, like, run and pass defense on the, like, what are you meant to do against that for Washington? Like, for me, yeah, probably get a touchdown late because that just seems to be what Daniel Jones does. A couple of field goals somewhere else in the game gives me 13. That when they miss an extra point. Um, that's what I'm hoping for if I'm a Giants fan. I want to see signs of improvement from the offense. I want to see them start to build a run game around Saquon again. And I want to see Daniel Jones start to hook up with Holiday a little bit more as well, especially with Ingram out. Um because otherwise it's going to be a lot of checkdowns to someone and it's not going to be great. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking happens in this game. I think from a Washington point of view, like we said, Thomas gets a bit of volume. I think McLaurin is still fine, but shouldn't be amazing because they still have a good cornerback uh, at number one. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'll be an okay game, but it's not a stellar Thursday night matchup for me.
0: No, it's not going to be the barn burner it was last week. For me, it's real simple. This game's gonna be ugly and gross, and I don't want to watch it, but I'm going to anyway. I'm gonna go 17 to 10. Yep. Uh, for the Washington Football Team, I think Heineke rushes one in. So does Gibson. They kick a field goal. Nice. Um, I think that's that's what it's gonna be. I think that's what it's gonna to have to be. It's not gonna be great, but don't panic on Heineke after this. He's gonna bring enough fire with his budgies to uh to pull. <laughs> don't to pull light your budgies on fire. The, Exactly against the, the putrid offense of the giants. <sighs> I love it so much. Okay, look, time is the thing. Tom Lee and I are just having a good time vibing out with everybody here today. It's week one. Questions doing this real quick. Um look, giveaway. Look, we gave away a Antonio Gibson rookie card to what Gibbs FF. I have them. They're here. I have them in my possession finally it took a couple weeks to get them shipped to me from ozzy land but i do have them so this week um you know what bingo bango is a jalen hurts rookie card uh, mr budgie topical. himself mr budgie smuggler oh my god i gotta sign it that way mr budgie <laughs> smuggler himself from week one the first ever fantasy walkabout budgie smuggler player of the week uh, it was Jalen Hurts. So I have it. It's here. It's in my hands. Okay, we're gonna get it in a nice this is a mint condition, nicely kept card. Uh, we're gonna get the hard plastic for it and everything before we ship it out and get it to you. This is what you gotta do. It's real easy to win. We're we're not we're not difficult people here. Real easy to win. Look, you gotta be following myself and Tom underscore Lee92. You got to take a picture. Let us know that you're following. Then all you got to do is leave a comment before kickoff of the Monday night football game this week with why you are the biggest Jalen Hurts fans. Me and the boys, we're going to sit down. We're going to pick the best. We're going to announce it on the Tuesday show. And ship it out to you that week. It's that simple. It's not hard. Follow us. Take a picture and let us know. Comment at one of us before um, the kickoff for the Monday Night Football game. And we pick the winner. Real easy, simple contest. It's it's a small giveaway, right? These go well. We'll amp it up. Who knows what it's going to be? Helmets, jerseys. We don't know. We're going to start here. We're gonna work our way up because we love and appreciate everybody. Look, real quick before we get out of here, we're gonna talk about some of the process. Okay, because that's still important. We still want to talk about true value dynasty. That's it on this show. This isn't it's not draft season anymore. We still gotta move into true value, and there's a couple players, like I mentioned at the beginning, that fit our process to a T. And we're gonna quickly go over them before we get you out of here. All right? So sit tuned, sit tight and stay tuned. All right, so we're going to get into some Hard Yaka. Hard Weekly yaka. hard work process-driven exercise to better our Dynasty teams. So for Hard yep. Yaka this week, we're going to talk about the top 12 void. Look. Every offseason, we always talk about who the top 12 dynasty receivers are, or the top 12 dynasty running backs, or quarterbacks, or tight ends. And then week after week, as the season progresses, (laughs) uh, guess what? It doesn't fucking matter because not all 12 of those guys get in week Uh -uh. in, week out. Yeah. Um, That's not how it works. It's it's not a perfect world like that. There are some guys in this top 12 list that uh, I got to admit. Couldn't even fucking tell you who they play for. all right? <laughs> it's just how it is. Looking at you, Farrell Brown. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with this guy, Farrell Brown. No if Anyone idea. in the
1: chat can shout out and tell us who Farrell Brown plays for. That'd be no great. I
0: would honestly and truly have to look it up.
1: James Apparently O'Shaughnessy. Yeah.
0: James O'Shaughnessy. Right. I only know because Tebow got cut, so that mattered to me. <laughs> Yeah. Higby's human garbage, so I don't care. But like top 12 dynasty tight ends. Well, let's see. Let's look at this list. Well, guess what? Gronk's number one this week. Mm. Waller, obviously. Then Hawkinson, then which really surprising. Then you got Kelsey doing his most casual third, fourth quarter top four finish of all time. Juwan Johnson caught three passes, had 21 yards, and scored <laughs> twice, and was the tight end five. So miss me with this like needs to be top 12 i mean yeah gerald everett barely missed on being a top 12 he had 10.1 points yeah in ppr okay this just this is what i'm talking about with process if you miss out on the big guys there are other players that you can get week in and week out that you don't have to pay that premium price for i mean fant was here he was just uh seventh so whatever Uh, um the big ones i I don't really want to talk about running backs too much because we get it right we we watch enough of the games we're all paying attention to the running backs cmc great didn't score a touchdown still number one swift amazing fantastic jamal williams was fantastic joe mixon uh amazing nelvin gordon is a rb1 because of one carry that's it made his whole game but he still did it but well for the love of god move him Uh, Dalvin Cook wasn't fantastic. (laughs) Um, Montgomery, we talked about him earlier. Looked fantastic. Kamara did his thing. 20 carries. Unreal. Jonathan Taylor, no stress. Miles Sanders. Kareem Hunt, garbage, but he he did score the tutty. It's going to be a weird year for running backs, so you're just going to have to stay tight on it. But the big one. uh, Obviously, look, Tyrod Taylor, he rushes. Jared Goff, big fucking surprise to me. He stands out big time, huge surprise to me. And it was garbage time, but 57 attempts hit 338 yards, three touchdowns and interception. And he had three carries for 14 yards. That's not nothing. <laughs>
1: it's not nothing. That's not nothing. It's not
0: nothing. Kyler Murray only had five for 20. So kind of Jared Goff is almost as good a runner as Kyler Murray this week. You heard of his <laughs> first. Not actually, please don't at me for that. Um, but right it week in a week out. You just got to stay fluid, but the receivers are where I really want to focus our attention for the remainder of the program. Yeah. Unless you have something you want to add for the others.
1: No, I love the fact that Jared Goff's there and he supported three other top 12 players at their position.
0: Yeah. A tight end and two running backs. <laughs> guys coaching matters, right? Anthony Lynn shows up in Detroit and look what happened. And then he left yeah. the chargers and Eckler didn't get a target. So, it's honestly
1: – it's an exciting thing because I want to see – that's that's what we wanted out of that Lions offense was they're going to be dog shit, but they're going to have volume. They're going to have to throw a hell of a lot and go through it a hell of a lot. So, yep. you know, don't fade talk, your starters.
0: <laughs> exactly. I want to talk about the top 12 wide receivers. This is really important. This is where the money's made as well. We this argued, is where a lot of the points are scored. Yes, so We argued all off season. Everyone did. I watched y'all back and forth in each other's mentions, <laughs> quote tweeting, sub-tweeting. Bash tweeting, <laughs> f- flexing on your who your dynasty top twelve were. I got news yeah. for you, fucking three of them, <laughs> right? We're in this week's top twelve, like for the most part. Ceedee Lamb, D Hop, Tyreek Hill. That's it. It's just three, it's three out of the twelve. You can tout wanting these top twelve wide receivers, but the true value for these players at this position comes later. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Um, look, the broadcast said it enough times, so I'm going to <laughs> repeat it. This is best friend, yeah, uh, for Stafford. And he looked the part, having right? on the field constantly <laughs> 25.3 PPR points. He was seven for 10, 108 yards, had a touchdown. One thing that stood out to me about Cooper Cup is a dot was 9.2, yeah, right? Uh, yards per reception 15.4, fantastic. He had 71% of his snaps from the slot. This is where Cooper Cup belongs, right? They're not going to run 12 personnel. They ran, I believe, mostly 11. Uh, Out of the slot, that's what you want. Unbelievable, 71%. He's going to be money this year. And, of course, it's the act for him. 44 of his 108 yards came after the catch. That's very typical of Cooper Cup. Yeah. Just come to expect it. The the interesting one was the
1: touchdown. He got out the yes. back. Yep. Like how you how you lose Cup in the wash and then get him out the back for a touchdown is fantastic. And Stafford was just on point with that throw.
0: Yep. So and, and where, where were you getting Cooper Cup? Seventh round? Right? Yeah. Round. Well this
1: is it, right? You're getting you, yeah. You a top twelve wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Wide receiver fifteen and up in the seventh round. Doesn't have to be a dynasty wide receiver one to to win you games or Keep you no. in games week in and week out. You don't got to pay the premium for him.
1: It and he'll it, never he'll is... never fit that definition. He'll no, never be quote unquote a wide receiver one in dynasty.
0: No, except for the weeks
1: but, where he's a wide receiver one in fantasy.
0: Why wide, wide receivers <laughs> are volatile, right? So Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard was a one. This is probably going to be his only one. Corey Davis had <laughs> a bad game, but in fantasy he had a good game. Tyler Lockett did Tyler Lockett things. Adam Thielen. If that defense is bad, Adam Thielen, again, another guy. Ninth round, eighth round. He's yep. going to give you top 20 every week with these wide receiver one weeks. Irv Smith down, red zone targets. This is and, – and it's short this week because we talked about some other stuff. But we might release a little bit of a, a bonus pod um, yeah. on this topic this week. But wide receivers carry – Week-in, week-out value, but they're also just as volatile as everything else. So while you're worried about who's in your top 12 and making sure you get these dynasty top 12 guys, true value receivers like Amari Cooper, like Adam Thielen, like Cooper Cup, are just as likely to win you as many weeks as your favorite wide receiver. Do not discard them. Do not just throw them away like garbage. I know there's a bunch of... There's Aegis out there. There's, well, I yeah. don't want him for this and that reason. They don't he sound sexy. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cooper Cup's not going to sound sexy all year. The only time he's going to sound sexy is when movie. he's
1: our budgie smuggler of the week, Or we yeah, know he's exactly. packing that heat. Get Cooper Cup and a pair of tidy whitey budgie smuggler style stuff. Get him out there. Matty Stafford hitting him hundred yards. That's our that's our wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, he's he what I are saying, right? Think, Tom? Yeah, think, yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Tom Lee wants Cooper <laughs> Cup and Budgie Smugglers. Um, look, oh god, creep if you're listening, oh, god, add him for that. Um, yeah. look, he Cooper Cup to me, he perfectly fits our whole brand the best. Instead yep. of reaching for players, take the best player available and then scoop the value later. You could have traded out of the third and fourth round in your drafts. And not drafted a guy like T Higgins and got yourself a Cooper cup and insert Brandon, Ayuk, who I know had yeah. a shit week, but he was hurt, but you could have done it and it helps your team overall. So it's just a bit of an example on how our process shines through and what we're looking to do. We want to identify players who you're getting at their true value, not just a value. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, we always talk about it. Replace production, add value, right? And these are the guys that help replace production because they don't seem sexy. They come with a low price tag and they allow you to add an extra piece that is something worthwhile to your roster. And that is really what's worth thinking about when it comes to adding true value to the roster um, and building a dynasty team that wins. It wins and stays relevant year on, year out.
0: Like, look, we love DK Metcalf, right? Consistent wide receiver one. Dominant. yeah, but I don't think he's a consistent wide receiver one. I think you're going to be able to get likely as many wide receiver one weeks out of Cooper Cup as you will DK Metcalf.
1: There's clip.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's not a knock on anyone. It's not a statement about anything. It's just the volatility at the fucking position, and it's real. And if you can identify that, you can move, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins – Right, for the most part, for a, a T Higgins Cooper Cup, because perfect example, yeah, exactly. You you can move that out, and DeAndre Hopkins is fucking fantastic, but you can yeah, it doesn't take production. away from the player.
1: That's the thing, exactly. It's lateral if thinking to think about how can I make my roster. Yeah.
0: roster to me, yeah. that is the money deal. That's the money deal. But DeAndre Hopkins scored 26.3 PPR points, good for him. I'm happy for mm. him. Cooper Cup scored 25.3 on only one touchdown. This is it, right? This is the, the this is the whole thing we planned all year, and it, it really showed in week one. Now, I'm not going and saying, would you're telling me to go trade Tyreek Hill for Adam Thielen and fucking Debo? No, I'm not. It's not what we're saying. <laughs> what we're <laughs> Don't saying hear what we're not is, saying.
1: Those players are still amazing assets. Yes. It's, and can yes, they be Debo doing more fantastic. for your roster? Yeah
0: yes there's ways that you can be manipulating your way through the year yeah anything you want to add before we get out of here
1: no just another uh another little aussieism for those to go on with the Ooh, week ahead that. yep uh so i don't want to describe this so in australia there's a lot of different euphemisms or a lot of different throwaway comments about you know uh fuck that right hate it yes like we already had Schitt's Tears, all these sort of sayings around it. One of the ones that's come in and is, is still around, especially in the Outback, is stone the crows, right?
0: Stone the crows. Stone the
1: crows. So crows are birds, we know this, right? That's normal. Yeah. But stone the crows, stone the flaming crows, uh, you're a flaming galah, a lot of bird being used, and the word flaming, but stoning, flaming, uh, bloody all very very common things in this giant outback but stone the flame and crows is this week's Aussieism. Uh
0: stone
1: essentially just mean crows. essentially it's just uh, fuck me dead. You know what? Just a classic fuck throwaway line. Fuck me dead.
0: You should have went with that
1: is that not a thing? Well there you go. It's a double fuck up for those out there. Fuck me
0: dead. I've never yeah. heard in my entire <laughs> life I have well, heard fuck me sideways uh I have heard some different ones, but Fuck Me Dead is not fuck one that dead. I've ever heard before. Well, that there you going go. A little in vocabulary bonus vocabulary. one. Stone the Crow. Double. The flaming Galah. Flaming <laughs> Galah. <laughs> Stone the Flaming Crows. That sounds like something from Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah. Like... God, you guys are just left on an island there. To we rock. should
1: have spent more time focusing on our mail and on our internet, but we didn't. We thought about <laughs> throwing boat, throwing flaming rocks at birds. It just shows a simplistic approach to life out here and what matters. I love it. Beer everyone... and throwing shit at shit.
0: <laughs> well, cheers to you, sir. Uh, look, as always, my final thoughts are always the same. Let's be kind to each other. Week one was was rough for a lot of people. Some people lost some money, some people lost some games. Uh, but as I learned in in group chats, life still goes on. People are losing family members and 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 you know dealing with things personally and it can be tough. It can be tough on everyone. So maybe when we're on Twitter and we're attacking, not us, right? I had it happen to me for like the first time, right? I had it happen yesterday. You know what I did? Brushed it off as best I could. And we yeah. just keep it moving. Good vibes only. All the time. Positivity. Um, that's all I care about. I think that if more people focused on that, uh, they'd probably lead a happier life. And you should always be looking out. And definitely check in on your loved ones. Check in on your friends. Check in on, you know, what's going on. That's my That's my final thought. Enjoy the games. Football's back. What a fantastic 40. week. Just an unbelievable week. We're checking our fantasy teams. We're making trades again. You're getting active, right? Just just enjoy it while it's here because before you know it, right, Super Bowl is going to be over. and We're all going to be fanging for the next, uh, next season to pop up on us real quick. Okay? So That's just it. enjoy it. Live life. Remember, that the best days are spent tilting, and that clear eyes and full hearts can never lose. Good night, everybody. Do that giveaway. We're going to retweet it. Good night.
2: the fullback Pollard as the tailback